subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett are back with you again. We're excited to be here as always. And today we are going to go down a fun path of experienced agents being introduced to Ninja and starting that new path. But before we do that, uh, if you want to learn more about what we're talking about here, go to the Ninja Selling ninjaselling.com. You can learn all about... <laughs> Matt's laughing at me already. Go to ninjaselling.com. You can learn all about Ninja classes, what we offer, where Ninja comes from. You can also go check out the book, Ninja Selling by Larry Kendall. That's a great place to start your Ninja journey if you haven't done that yet. And if you want to learn more about our coaching program, you can find Ninja Coaching under the Ninja Selling website. And you can also go find an amazing community on Facebook, which is the podcast community, Ninja Selling Podcast. And you can meet up with a whole bunch of friends like you and uh, yeah, talk about Ninja, talk about the podcast episode. So Matt, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Garrett. I'm I'm great, man. I'm great. I'm standing today because I finally have purchased a new physical therapy is working. New standing desk. <laughs> physical therapy is working. I can actually stand now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have been able to stand. That's a joke. But I got a desk that I can finally get like my whole setup here up into the air enough where I can stand and have my microphone and everything. So it's cool because Garrett, for those who who don't know, you always stand. Your desk is a fixed height standing desk. I haven't had a chair in my office in probably, I don't know, eight or so years. I don't sit. That's impressive. Any chance I have to sit, I bypass. I go somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Not having the chair in the office, that's probably a step that um, I'm not there yet. I sit in cars. That's where I sit. It's not a bad place to sit. Definitely yeah. not a bad place to sit. But uh, how are you today? I'm good, man. Doing good. Had a good a good weekend. We still are receiving snow in Northern California. So uh, uh, yeah, that's fun. Gosh, it's almost April. Yep. Super fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't even know what to say about it anymore. It's just, yep, we get snow in Northern California. Lots of it. Well, I will say, speaking of snow, I appreciate people have started to post where they listen to the podcast now in, in the group again. And I'm seeing some pretty cool views and some snow-capped mountain views that people are posting while they're listening to the podcast. So I appreciate that a whole lot because it just looks amazing. We don't have snow-capped mountains here in the low country. We don't have any mountains here. You will soon as the ice age moves across the state. You will. Yeah. It's, it's got a long way to go to get here. <laughs> but uh, well, today, Garrett, we got a good topic. i believe this may have come from our Facebook group. Somebody had mentioned this. I can't remember if it was our Facebook group or if it It was was. an email that I received. Oh, that might be that too. I could be wrong. I'll have to dig in. But it was somebody who asked the question of like, is there an episode? Somebody had asked the question, is there an episode that talks about somebody who's an experienced agent, but has then recently found Ninja? And this is a great, great question and a great topic to explore because even when I was a manager, Garrett, like I worked with a lot of people. Let me just clear this. Let me close this up. Experienced agent, not inexperienced, experienced agent. Yes. Yeah, sorry. And so I worked with a lot of people who had been in the business 20, 25 years, and then all of a sudden we brought Ninja in. And it was like, whoa, what's this? Right? Is this how do we how do we implement this? And people love it, right? A lot of people love it. But then it's like, well, how do I how do I get that going into my systems? I'm I'm used to doing it this way, and I've been doing it this way for years, decades in some cases, and now I have this ninja thing, and I'm having some challenges getting this implemented. And so 
Let's dive into this, Garrett. Yeah, the the one of the first places that I see as a challenge, and I come across this all the time, Matt, and I'm sure you can back me up on this, is we'll have people go, oh, Ninja is so much like this other system that I know. It's so much like this over here. And these systems that I used before fit perfectly with Ninja. And I always have to tell them, yes, there's lots of similarities with other things. The biggest thing is that there's a philosophical difference of how Ninja works. And once you understand that philosophical difference, you'll realize that it is so incredibly different because the intention is different behind the systems that are being applied. And I think that's one of the hardest things for an experienced agent to understand is, is that they they take a lot of this stuff and they want to put it all together because that's how they, they're like, oh, that works and this works. And I learned this 20 years ago and I'm going to apply this over here that I learned. And as they start to put that all together, they're like, well, you, know, you could watch them not get the results that they could be getting. And it's like, you got to let go. And they're like, oh, but it's so much like this. Like, I love how these fit together. No, you got to let go some of that stuff. It's one of the biggest challenges for an experienced agent is that there's a the understanding the philosophical difference and the intention that's different behind the systems. And until that happens, Matt, you made a joke earlier with before we started recording where it was like the men in black thing where it's like, here, look at the light for a second and go <laughs> yeah. and like erase their memory of like everything they know. <laughs> you almost have to have one of those pens and one of those moments. You do. Because there's there's just so much. There is a lot. And, and I think the biggest challenges come in when you are getting results out of what you're doing. And it's like, well, yep. I, I'm winning my listing of consultations. I'm, I'm converting. I don't understand how where I need to fit in a pre-listing interview or do the 16-step seller process. And, and this is where the challenges come in a, a lot of the times. Or on the other side of it, they'll say what you said, Garrett, oh, this is just like all these other systems. And so Ninja fits in, but then they'll complain about the results not being there. And it's like, well, that's because you're trying to to merge these two things together. And the philosophy is where it really begins. And a lot of people come to Ninja, and I've heard this before too, gosh, I've been doing Ninja my entire career. And by the way, that's possible too. The philosophy is not new. Yep. There are other people who run great sales and service businesses based on very, very similar core values that exist within Ninja. Interestingly enough, it is it is rare to see that in training systems, though, unless you get into industries like hospitality, where it absolutely does exist. But in sales, it is pretty rare. And so if you're comparing one training to another, and I'll and I'll just say this too. A lot of the people who are experienced agents who find Ninja and do well with it haven't had other sales training. They haven't had other coaching. They're like, I've just been doing this myself for the past 20 years, and that's just kind of how I've always done it. It's like, well, you figured it out, right? It's If you're coming from the programs that are the hard sale, the ABCs, you know, if you think about the book, The Go-Giver and Deborah Davenport, learning how to close from A to Z, right? You know, <laughs> those are the things that we need to erase the memory of in order to implement Ninja in a really productive way. Well, and I think, well, I just had the conversation just yesterday with somebody saying, but Garrett... I've been asking for referrals from all my clients that I've been working with for years, and it works. Like I ask and I get referrals. So why would I stop doing that? Why would I take that system away from myself and from my business? And, and again, it goes back to like, okay, I get it that it works. And it's one of those things to get somebody to take that away, as you just said, Matt, to stop something like that 
to change their philosophy of how they're working with their people and their system is a scary thing. You know, when you when you have something that you know that works, it's like, I, why would I let that go? Where it's interesting is usually when I'm working with somebody, Matt, and they've got systems at work, let's say they have a, a really good expired listing campaign. And they'll say things like, all right, I want to keep going with this because I know that it works. A lot of times I'll say, keep going with it. Keep running with that. But you've got to do these systems over here. Like I want you to run at a really high level with the systems that, that I'm putting in front of you right now. And usually there's a point where they personally will go, I think I'm ready to let go of the other program. I think I'm ready to put it aside. Now, asking for referrals is a tough one because that actually damages the relationships in what you're growing with Ninja. So there's certain systems that can be really damaging to your success with really building a strong Ninja business. And there's ones that you can run along the side. Working certainly, I'm just using expired listings as an example, because it brings in strangers. There's more process of having to win that person over. You have a weaker relationship with somebody because they're looking at you going like, hey, so-and-so tried to sell my house. Now I'm bringing you into this. If you don't show up and answer my phone calls, I got no loyalty to you. I'm going to go work with this person over here if you're not going to do the job that I want. There is a control you have over your business that it's it's hard to see right up front that you're like, wow, working with referrals, working with people that know me, like me, and trust me, give me this freedom. They allow me to go on vacations. They allow me to go have fun. They allow me to be at the soccer game with my kids. They give me so much freedom. You can see that start to transfer with that type of change from one business to the next. When you are changing your philosophy of how you're talking to people, which this person, do you have business for me? No. Do you have business for me? No. Do you have business for me? To, hey, tell me about your family. Tell me about your kids, Matt. How have you guys been? How was your weekend? And building this really strong relationship that makes me want to refer you, do business with you in the future, send all of your my friends and people that I trust to you. That's a tough one to make that transition from. And that's where I see the experienced agent that has that business have the hardest time. And they have the best opportunity as well, because it does all start with the philosophy. And if you have a good expired listing strategy, you can embed a ninja philosophy into that. Same thing with any other type of uh, what I'll call effort to make new relationships, right? Yep. Because as long as you you know bring in that philosophy, you care about people, the intentionality is right, you can do whatever you want, in my opinion, to, to bring in relationships. But an experienced agent has those relationships. You've closed homes. You have happy sellers. You have happy buyers. You have people who already know, like, and trust you. So the opportunity to weave Ninja in and grow in a exponential way versus these linear movements of like, okay, well, this many expires or this many cold calls gets me this many opportunities. Lean into this database that you have because you can lean into those 10 notes a week, the 50 live contacts a week. And it's not a linear of like, oh, it's going to produce this many results. It's going to all of a sudden be like, oh, wow, that there's a referral. Oh my goodness. There's another one. I had a client the other day. They run a great, great system with their people. Perfect follow-ups, you know, post-closing, like always there. But the one thing that they hadn't embraced yet was phone calls, right? Well, within two weeks of making phone calls, all of a sudden, boom, three referrals out of it, right? And they're like, whoa, that was, that was great. All you got to do is start showing up to the people who are already there. And it all of a sudden starts ticking up in a great way. My favorite, Matt, is when somebody says, has all this business been here the whole time? Like, yeah, 
It has been. It's just under the surface. It's right there. <laughs> like, where did it come from? It's, it's always been there. You just have been skipping over the top of it. You've just never been reaching down in those layers. And again, when I say reaching down, picking up the phone call and just checking in on people and being a friend and being a good person. The other, my other favorite comment is, so you care, you just want me to be a good person. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's what I want you to be a really good person to a lot of people. That's, that's the philosophy that we're going to teach you today. <laughs> well, and so if you're an experienced agent and you're like, Hey, I want to integrate Ninja in, but you have these other things that you're like, but these things work for me. The first question I have is, well, then why are you here? Why are you at Ninja? Why are you interested in bringing this philosophy in? Because if you're here, you must want something to change. Either you want the business to grow or you want your lifestyle to change and you want to be free from some of the systems that you actually have to attract business, right? Yeah, Matt. Usually what I find is it's somebody who wants more control. They know that they have systems that they can make and build a business around. They, they can see the results they've had long term. But at the end of the day, they are out of control with their time. They're out when you're working with strangers, it's very difficult to have a whole lot of control over those people because you again, you don't have the relationship to rely on. You're way more at their beck and call of what they need, which means you're answering your phone later at night. You are the one on the soccer field watching your kids' game that's like, I gotta take this call real quick. Like I gotta run. Because if you don't take it, you're gonna lose that piece of business. That's a very, very, very different mentality that you're kind of in. So Matt, I think usually those experienced agents that are saying, yeah, why do I need to do that? Because I've got this working business underlying there is something that they're done with. Right. They are not happy with in their business. And they're like, I need a new solution and a new plan. And sometimes for them, rebuilding and relooking at their business in a whole different direction is not something that, that an experienced agent is always willing to do. They may be at a point of their career of saying, I'm just going to ride this thing out with the systems that I know and how this thing is because rebuilding this entire thing at this point isn't really in the cards. But I find that most of them, as you said, Matt, they have a really good database to work with. They have great people over years of doing this business and sometimes just leaning back into them. They have to see where that business come from. They have to like all of a sudden make those calls and be like, oh, referral, referral, referral. What, why, why have not I been doing this this whole time? And then all of a sudden they lean into it. I always tell me, lean into this once you see it happen. When you start seeing the results, start documenting, going, made these phone calls, got these results, sent these notes out, got these results. And the more you have a ledger of the results that you've created where you can go like, ooh, correlation, correlation, correlation. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is working. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do more of this now. Then you have that comfort level of letting some of the other things go. That's what I find. Yeah, I agree. And I would recommend for those experienced agents, like do the work to dig into why, why are you even considering a different system? Because if you're already set in your ways, you're not here listening to this. You're not exploring Ninja anyway. So you have something, you're not set in those ways. It's just a non-conscious program that exists. So what typically happens, you go to an install, you're like, whoa, where has this been my whole career? You come back and you're in your old environment. And so you're doing the old things. And then two weeks, a month later, you're like, wait, where's that ninja manual again? <laughs> let me let me pull that out. There's something in here that I that I need to remember to do. I'm gonna push on you a little bit on that because you said if you're setting your ways and you're at that point, you're probably not sitting here listening to this podcast. And I would say, I know a lot of really good realtors that are always growing. They're always looking for little nuggets, little pieces here. But then they're not set in their ways. They are open minded. I guess you're correct to that. I'm wrong. 
And, and so what I'm saying is run with that. If, if you are listening to this and saying you're setting your ways, know that you're not. There is, there is something in you that's looking for something, that you're looking to grow. You have a growth mindset. That's a great thing. And so listen to that and explore that to find out what is that really looking for? And then how do we apply Ninja into that? That's going to be the win. And I would be open to saying, if you're that person that's like always looking for little nuggets, little stuff, the biggest win is going to come from Ninja when you like fully let go into it. When you fully say, okay, I am going to transform my business on all these levels. We're going to change how we're working with our buyers. We're going to change the upfront process of how we're working with our sellers. We're going to change the mentality of transactional to the relationship side. We're going to change how when we make a phone call, I'm not making a phone call looking for a piece of business. I'm looking for making a phone call to literally enhance my relationship with somebody and my connections with people. I'm going to change my marketing when it goes out. So it's not I'm doing this because I'm hoping at getting another transaction. I'm doing this as being people's trusted advisors and building a stronger connection where they're like, that is the smartest person I know in real estate. That's the one that has the the information and the deep smarts that I would go to when I have questions. You've got to really step into it all the way if you really want to unlock the power of Ninja, not dabble in it. Yeah. And and it doesn't mean overnight you're going to have to switch everything. It doesn't mean you go from, yeah. you know, I have all the billboards in town to zero the next day. I mean, you could, you certainly could, but you can make, you make these progressional changes and that kind of stuff. And Garrett, I want to flip over to to the to the process side of this as well, because this is also where we see a lot of challenges. And this is where if you truly embrace it, you will see some really, really crazy stuff because you don't expect it, right? So the seller process is a great example is a lot of people have their own process if you're an experienced agent and you haven't done Ninja and it works you're getting referrals, you're not competing against other agents, and you're getting listings. And it seems to be going well. It's like, why would we change anything? Then you start layering in it's like, well, you know what, I'm going to do the pre-listing interview. I'm going to do the full 16 steps. I'm going to do the pre-listing packet. I'm going to step up like how I prepare my listings a little bit more. Then all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, I'm, my listings are selling a little faster. Or it's taking less time for me to get these listings up and running. Or the best part is I'm getting more referrals from my active sellers. That's the great part about running the getting the ninja process running in your business there when you don't even think it'll make a difference because yeah, it may not help you sell that home any faster. It may not help you win that listing any more than you would if you were using your old process, but you're showing up at a different level that has something click in the people that you're working with that has them say to themselves, Garrett's different. He's not like every other agent. There's no way other agents do this. These results that I'm experiencing with my house must be unordinary because Garrett is just that he's leveled up. There's a difference, right? And that's what the Ninja Systems can provide for you. The number one spot, Matt, that I see it is actually on the buyer side when people start because it's an easy one. We typically are working with buyers. A lot of a lot of agents coming in are working with buyers. Oh, for sure. And all of a sudden they take the buyer's process and they say, wait, can I go back and do this with buyers that I'm currently working with? Or like, do I have to wait for a new buyer to come in? <laughs> because I got buyers I'm hanging on to here and they're not really able to make a decision. We're kind of stuck. I feel like the process is kind of like like we feel like they're just kind of in mud right now. They're not writing offers. If they're writing offers, they're not writing offers. They're going to get accepted. And you're like, yes, go back, sit down with them, schedule a meeting, do the 10 step buyers process. And so often they come back and go, got them under contract. Yeah. I'm like, 
Incredible. What was the difference? Well, we were looking at the wrong thing. All of a sudden, you know, we started to realize that they were actually looking for something like this, or this was the challenge that they had, or they had, you know, we had not figured out the financing part of this. And they were confused on if they were going to pay cash for it, if they were going to get financing, if they were going to borrow money from a family member. All of a sudden, we got clarity with it because we went through the process. And all of a sudden, we have a buyer that could make decisions. Like, that is probably one of the fastest places that I'll watch people have an aha moment where they're like, okay, that worked really well. Sellers, same thing. Just uh, I find it's a little bit of a longer process to go, oh, I can see how this worked. It definitely is. And th- and that's that's why I started there because it's the most resistant part of like, well, I don't need to do the pre-listing interview. I, I got this. Co- like, I'm getting the listing, Matt. Like, I don't... I don't need to do this, but the buyers, it is immediate clarity. Sometimes you have the other thing. I had this yesterday. It's like, so I reset all my buyers and found out that I don't really have that many buyers. And I said, (laughs) yes. I said, this is great news. She was like, why is this great news? This is horrible news. I said, no, you you just saved saved yourself yourself so so much much time. time. (laughs) It's like, that's the best thing you can do. And is so it is immediate results. Isn't it fun dragging around a whole, a whole bunch of people that you call buyers, but they're not actually buyers. It's like, oh, I've got tons of them. Look at all my buyers I have. Look at how successful my business is. I've got like 20 buyers I'm working with right now. And then you have to have that moment of clarity where like, wait, I only have two? I only have two? But like now my business is failing. No, your business wasn't doing well beforehand. You were just dragging around 18 people that were never going to make a decision anyway. Right Now you have... All that time you're spending with 18 people to go talk to new people and bring in some new opportunities. <laughs> it's like cleaning a filter, right? That's a great way of looking at it. Because you have all these people there and you're, you are, some people are getting through, you know, there's some new people coming through and they're buying stuff, but then you clean the filter and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, there's all of this business over here that I can handle that I never saw because it was getting stuck. It was getting clogged in the filter and then maybe going down a different path and Working with a different realtor. I have to clean the pool filter later on today, Matt. I'm going to make a video around it. Like, here, here's your business. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Let's host this thing out. But this is your business before cleaning the filter. This is your business after cleaning the filter. Oh, look at I how, love it. Look at how the bubbles change. Look at that. Post that up in the group, <laughs> which is good. Look at the flow of water coming through now. <laughs> so, so Garrett, for, for an experienced agent to implement this stuff, one thing I do recommend, I mean, this is the same for even new agents, but I think it's, it's easier for new agents who haven't been taught anything to kind of naturally just start doing the system. Cause like, well, I don't know anything different, but if you're an experienced agent, you're going to have to take out your standard operating procedures, your SOPs and rewrite them, right? You're going to have to go and look at what are my processes that exist now? If you're an experienced agent, you might have a transaction coordinator or an assistant or another agent or two that you that works for you or you work with and you're going to have to sit down and talk about how you're going to change some of the processes to implement ninja in and that's one of the fastest ways you can start to make this change because if you don't then you're going to have other people that you work with that are used to other systems used to you doing different things and it's going to be a lot easier to fall back into the old ways if they're not up to speed on what you want to do well, it's like it's like changing an eating habit, Matt. You know, we all have like our things that we eat, kind of natural habits that we go through on daily basis. And it's like you got to all of a sudden say, okay, we we need to have a totally different shopping list when we go to the store. We have a whole different type of food we're going to bring into the house. You know, instead of having chips for snacks, I'm going to have some protein bars for snacks. Matt, Matt has. Well, you got to get your team on board too, because if your spouse then goes and does the shopping and doesn't buy the stuff, it's like whoops. 
Yeah, it's like all of a sudden crap's entered back into the house again, and you're like, okay. Like, well, I didn't know that you wanted the protein bars. Yep. Like, let's all be on the same page. And so- I thought you wanted Oreos. So Matt, you went to like an experienced agent of like having like a lot of potentially having a transaction coordinator as an assistant, things like I think there's also a lot of very experienced agents that don't have all those moving parts and they sure. just need to sit down and understand what their current habits are and start to list them out. And like, this is all the stuff that I've built a business on and, and ask yourself, does that fit in with the new philosophy that I'm entering into my business? And some of that stuff you're going to have to let go of. That's why I was using diet, like Oreos, delicious and what they are. They're not going to be on the list this time. No, they're not. Got to have, got to have milk though. Oh. I, have, I haven't had one in probably- Whole milk too. People dip it in that fat-free milk, and it's just like, oh, come on. That's not even worth it. If you're going to do it, go all the way. Cream, heavy cream. Fat, by the way, full fat. That might be too far. Heavy cream, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. You you have to change. By the way, fat-free milk isn't necessarily any better for you than the full-fat milk. I just want to throw that out there. Anyway, (laughs) you were saying, Garrett... I always say change. You sit down and really analyze what what do you have in your business? What are the working parts? And again, do they fit with this new diet plan that you're putting into your business? And and diet doesn't mean taking away. Diet means changing a new routine of what you're doing. A lot of people look at a diet as like, oh, I'm doing less stuff. And that doesn't necessarily mean that. A lot of people starve themselves on diets. When you go on a diet, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm cutting all this stuff out and I'm just going to have a potato in the morning and I'm going to drink water the rest of the day. That's starving. We're just saying we're going to enter in a whole lot of new stuff and we're going to take a lot of stuff out and have a new routine. And that's how you got to look at it, I think, as a experienced agent. Brand new agents, Matt, as we started with this, they have no bad habits yet. They're shiny still. They, they're not corrupt. It sounds horrible. <laughs> they haven't been corrupted by, by the ways of Alec Baldwin and ABCs. <laughs> They don't know all this stuff that they don't know. So it's like you can give them a new system and they're like, oh, that's what I do. I am running with it. I'm going to do these things. And they're not sitting there going like, so when do I ask for the referral? They don't even know when they're supposed to maybe ask for the referral or you know bring that kind of stuff up. They're just like, oh, build relationships, connect with people, let them know through my marketing stuff that I'm a professional in this industry. I will say with with new agents, and this might be another episode we can do, is you see a lot of rookie ninjas win Rookie of the Year awards at their company and their associations. And then two or three years later, they're on a different path because they get they get overwhelmed and, and then they get into the crowd of like, well, this is how you scale and you got to use this marketing and all that kind of stuff, which leads me to kind of the final uh, or the last, I guess, for this podcast anyway, piece of advice I have for experienced agents is also... Audit your circle of realtors that you spend time with. Ooh, good, Matt. And seek out ninjas, right? Because if you can spend more time building accountability groups, some of the best successes that several of my coaching clients are having right now is that they have created their own ninja accountability groups, not even necessarily local. Like they meet on Zoom and do notes together. They meet on Zoom and do an hour of power together. Find a one or two ninjas that you can connect with to hold each other accountable. And you're going to get these systems implemented way faster into your business. So one of my favorite sayings, Matt, is show me your your three closest friends and I'll tell you everything about you. And you can look at that in your business and say, okay, show me the three realtors you spend the most time with and break down what are, what are their philosophies? How do they run their business? You'll see real quickly how you kind of follow a path here. 
uh, look at your health wise and say, who are my three people in my world that resonate the most when it comes to food and eating? Like I've got friends that we always go out and we go to dinner together. Those would be the ones I'd be looking at and saying, okay, they set a bar for what I'm comfortable with putting into my body. I eat more brie and sourdough bread because of my friends, the Samets. They cause that to happen in my world because they order it every single time. <laughs> sourdough is good. That's good. Sourdough is a good bread. It is good. But again, when you're looking at like, okay, maintaining the health. But a lot of bread, a lot of sourdough is probably not. <laughs> and then the lather with brie cheese. It's like, okay, wait, hold on a second. So you look at that. It's like anything in your life, how, much, how many books you read, education that you bring into your life. You can look at your friends that you have around you and say, do they support me? And do they, they resonate with me of somebody that's going to read more books? continue to educate myself or do we do other things? Your comment about look at the realtors that you surround yourself uh, with, Matt, is really powerful. And I don't want anybody to take that too lightly because anytime you're looking at growth, like my daughter took, you know, studying in high school very lightly. And now she's at a college of people that push themselves really hard and now all of a sudden, it's okay to be smart. It's okay to take 18 units. She just got a hold of me last night going, you know, hear me out. And I'm thinking she's trying to take like a, a trip somewhere. Like, hear me out. Like, just listen to the whole story here. And I'm like, Sarah, what does she want? Because I thought she was going to tell me about like, I want to go to Europe for a year and go play. <laughs> and she's trying to convince us why it's okay to take 19 units next year or next semester. And I'm like, funny that that I like took it to this other side, but here she's like pushing, pushing, pushing. I need to convince my dad that I want to learn more. Because she's <laughs> surrounding herself with people that are in that same thing. They're all pushing themselves to learn more, to be better, to grow in this chosen field. That's who you surround yourself with. Back in high school, she had a whole bunch of friends that liked to party. So when it came to education, she would actually fail a test to fit in more with her friends. She did it. It's true story. Yeah. <laughs> Just so she could be like, I'm normal. It's who she was hanging around. We're the same way in business. It's amazing. Same way in, our, in our, what we're growing. It's amazing how that works. So, well, hopefully, Garrett, that provides a good framework for an experienced agent to bring Ninja into their world and how to start to adapt it. I mean, ultimately, it's going to come down to how you do it, right? And if you monitor it, if you're paying attention each week to the things you're doing, how your calendar is scheduled who you're spending time with to make sure that stuff gets involved. And a great place to go to find somebody who you might want to partner up with for accountability is our Facebook group. Who didn't see that one coming? <laughs> Good job, Matt. Look for the Ninja Selling Podcast on Facebook. Almost 12,000 people in there who are eager to learn and build Ninja into their business. I will say the majority of the people in that in that group have not been to an installation, but the cool part is, is everybody is there to learn more and more ninja. And what I've seen is some people get together in there too, and they are like, oh, we're going to go to our first installation together. And that's really, really cool. So join that community and you can find yourself some great people who, there's also a lot of ninjas who've been through the installation and all of our coaches are in that group. The instructors are, I'm sorry, the guides are in that group as well. So there's a lot of ninja knowledge in there that you can lean on and embrace to help yourself grow or transition ninja into your business. And just check out ninjaselling.com too for more information if you want to just dive into some, some tips and tricks there. So, and keep listening to the podcast because we got you. We got your back. Yeah, we'll be here. You know, we're here. 
I do have to ask a favor of the entire listening community, though, Matt. Yes. So I've been told by my family that sometimes I share a lot about them. And uh, they'll come to me and they'll be like, I just bumped into somebody and they knew a lot about me. And it was weird because of what you share on the podcast. So what I just shared about the education piece and stuff like that, let's just keep that a secret between us. <laughs> we can do that. That would be great. Cause, cause, uh, the trust tree and the trust tree. The, the I trust you guys. Of, yeah. <laughs> if, if you bump into my daughters, don't be like, hey, your dad said. That, yeah, we'll see if that works. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, my daughters are small enough where they're not <laughs> bumping into people out there in the world yet. You just wait, Matt. You just wait. Wait as they get older. They're like, they got people listening to the podcast yeah. like, hey, your dad. They're like, why do people know that about me? Just wait. It'll happen. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, well, I do appreciate everybody who listens. And I know you do too, Garrett. And, and I do. And I'm sure they like it a little bit as well. It must be fun. So it is fun. Well, guys, appreciate you tuning in. Stay tuned here. Two episodes every single week. Thanks for coming in and sharing this time with us. We appreciate you a whole lot. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you, everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.